Welcome back to Green is Good. And we're so excited today to have the Executive Director of Sustainable Electronics, which is now called Siri. He might be the Executive Director of Siri, but he's my friend. John Lingelbach is back with us on Green is Good. Welcome to Green is Good, John. Thank you very much, John. I'm very glad to be here. Well, uh, it's welcome back, and we're thrilled to have you on. You're doing so much important work and, and getting so much done, and today you actually have a, a great announcement to make about a, uh, the rebranding of your fantastic organization, which we are proud members of, I'd like to say, in Truth in Advertising. Um, but before we get to that, you know, John, I know you, and you're a friend of mine and a good friend of mine, and you have a fascinating background, both educationally speaking and experientially speaking. Can you share that with our listeners who didn't have the benefit of hearing you, your first show on Green is Good? Share your great journey and story uh, and history with our listeners before we get talking about your great organization as well. Sure, I'd be glad to. I'll try to be brief. Uh, I went to law school, as as many people do, uh, much earlier in my life uh, without a a clear sense of of how I wanted to spend my life. I thought uh, law school might open up some doors. Uh, It turned out I took a a very different route than many of my classmates in that uh, during law school I learned a couple things. One, that I was very interested in environmental policy and trying to figure out how we as as a a species, as the human race, can, can do do things to uh, manage the environment and protect the environment um, as best we can. Um, I also learned that the legal system wasn't really the best way to to make decisions about the environment. Very often, uh, courts are asked to make legal decisions uh, that determine environmental policy. And and I had the very strong sense that, that if, as an alternative route, you could get all the various stakeholders together, meaning the industry in question, the environmental regulators, the environmental groups that have an interest in it, if you get them all together and actually talking and collaborating and working in a consensus-based way, you might come up with better decisions than than the court system can. Uh, And so I, after law school, went straight into the field of environmental mediation and facilitation. Uh, Those are two terms that not everyone's familiar (laughs) with. but Essentially, it means that I worked as a neutral manager, if you will, or facilitator of these very large negotiations to develop policy. So we developed, for example, with worked primarily with U.S. EPA for about 20 years uh, as a consultant and uh, did things such as uh, helping to develop regulations on clean gasoline, or uh, another example was air pollution from the wood furniture industry. Uh, one of the the last projects that I did before changing professions or, or or somewhat changing professions was work with EPA to develop a set of best management practices for electronics recycling. And that wow. was a very large negotiation involving about 35 core uh, negotiators and then maybe 150 or so people that were interested in the process. And this took place from about 2006 to 2009 and sort of leads into my current work with uh, SARI and prior to Sari R2 Solutions, which we can talk about when, you're, when you want to. Well, that, that leads into a perfect part of the discussion. When, we, when you came on the show the first time last November, the name of your organization was R2 Solutions, which stands for Responsible Recycling, and uh, in the 
electronic waste recycling industry. So can you share what the evolution? Why have you rebranded it from R2, which, again, like I said, we are proud members and we love your organization because it does great, important work, and you always are keeping it on the cutting edge of relevance and importance. Why did you change it to SARI, and what does it all mean now for um, your, your, your formerly known organization of R2, which is now known as uh, SustainableElectronics.org, share a little bit with our listeners how you've evolved it and why you evolved it. Yeah, we will. Uh, I will. Um, we, we started our two solutions after this three-year negotiation that the environmental, U.S. Environmental Protection Agency had uh, run or, and I had managed uh, to develop what's now called the R2 standard, which is a set of best management practices for the electronics reuse and recycling industry. Prior to uh, 2009, when we concluded this negotiation, there really wasn't much in the way of uh, guidance or uh, information for recyclers to uh, determine how best to operate their facilities in in a way that protects the environment and protects worker health and safety. And so uh, we developed the R2 standard, which uh, became a certification program, uh, which is to say that uh, electronics refurbishers and recyclers can go out and uh, get the standard. It's 13 pages long. It has about 55 to 60 requirements in it, uh, covering a whole breadth of issues. And... um, they can conform to that standard and then actually hire an independent certification body to certify that they are conforming to that standard. And this is a way that they can show the marketplace, citizens and companies that would utilize their services, that indeed they're doing the right thing from an environmental and worker health and safety standpoint. So uh, this is a long-winded answer, but R2 Solutions, the original organization that I was the executive director of, which we, we, we established in 2010, was designed to house that R2 standard and mm. to promote it uh, and to revise it as needed. Uh, but the underlying mission of the organization was a little bit uh, broader in a sense. It, it was to promote and advance responsible re- electronics recycling worldwide. Mm. And what's happened over the last four years is that my board of direction, directors and I have recognized that there are additional related things that we can be doing other than simply managing this R2 standard that would help to promote and advance responsible recycling around the world. So uh, what we're in essence doing is taking R2 solutions and broadening the set of activities that it uh, undertakes. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we're changing the name to SARI. Mm-hmm. The website is www.sustainableelectronics.org. SARI, S-E-R-I, stands for Sustainable Electronics Recycling International. Mm. It's a, a little bit of a long-winded name, but a nice <laughs> acronym, I think. Uh, and so we're doing some additional things, some activities in developing countries and some education and outreach that we hadn't previously been done, doing under our 2 solutions. And underneath your umbrella, correct me if I'm wrong, but you have the largest group of certified recyclers in the world underneath your SARI umbrella. 
That is correct. We're still calling the standard R2, and so there are there are five. I believe at this point there are about 575 R2 certified recyclers, and they are around the world. It started in the United States, and the 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 majority of the certified recyclers, R2 certified recyclers, are in the U.S. But about 10 to 15 percent are elsewhere in the world, and that ranges everywhere from Australia, New Zealand, India, Malaysia, Hong Kong, China. Thailand, uh, parts of Europe, Costa Rica, Brazil. We really have them around the world, and, and in the last year that's been expanding internationally very substantially. So, yes, the core focus of SARI is to manage and help to educate people about the R2 standard, and there are 575 or so facilities that are uh, certified to that standard. Well, for our listeners who just joined us, we have the executive director now of SARI on with us today, John Lingelbach. He's a friend, um, and we are members of SARI and proud members, let me say. Can you share some of your uh, examples of, of projects that SARI is now working on that are good examples of the broadening scope of uh, what you can do now with, uh, with your new organization, with your rebranded organization? Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, previously we were focused exclusively on managing the standard, which means every three years we write a new version of it to update it because of new technologies and so forth that have come into the industry. Uh, at this point now, as SARI, we are also going out and doing, for example, pilot projects. Uh, a couple of projects are uh, we're just now embarking on are in India, where we are... Uh, working with an on-the-ground NGO that is looking at how, uh, as, as, as your audience may know, uh, there is a lot of what's called informal recycling, uh, particularly in the, in the uh, developing world, where things aren't done up to the high standards of a certification program, for example. And there's actually some pretty uh, environmentally unprotective or, or uh, poor uh, practices that are going on. And we are working with this NGO to develop a set of guidelines that, uh, A, can help these recyclers that are in what's called the informal sector, you might call them micro-electronics recyclers, they're typically very small entities, uh, to protect themselves and the environment uh, in the, the activities that they undertake. We're also simultaneously working very hard uh, with this, with this uh, NGO in India to um, create a better interface between the informal sector and what's called the formal sector, or, again, that would be those recyclers that really have uh, put in place the environmental and health and safety infrastructure to make sure they're doing things right. And one of the, the big challenges around the world is, in fact, uh, trying to figure out how to bridge the gap between the informal and the formal sector, and, and we're working hard uh, to... Uh, Place well, well, not us directly, but we're working with these, this other organization to figure out how best to uh, help people in the informal sector to get jobs in the informal sector, or to serve sometimes as the collection mechanism or entity for the uh, companies in the formal sector. So that's one example. We're also doing work in 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 Kenya, hmm. where we are. Um, 
working with a couple of companies that are, are trying to transition uh, into the formal sector, or actually one has sort of started from scratch and is, is working very hard to develop their, their environmental and worker health and safety capabilities. And we're working with a uh, consulting firm here in the United States called Green Eye Partners, uh, who has volunteered their time to to do essentially a gap analysis for these two companies or these two entities in Kenya, and we're we're looking at how they can improve their operations to be better protective of the environment and worker health and safety. And the ultimate goal there is is to get them up to a to uh, basically the standards of, of uh, that you might see in the United States for the top performing facilities, and also to get them certified uh, to the R2 standard. So this so those is are a couple of examples. So this is fascinating. So the the, the I in SERI really is is taking uh, a very important role. The internationals, Kenya, India, and so you're you're broadening the scope of what R2 used to do on the domestic level, which was wonderful, and you're really helping to internationalize your organization under the SERI umbrella. That's exactly right. We've recognized that there's a real void in terms... There's a lot of awareness Hmm. that things aren't all going (laughs) correctly in developing countries. There's e-waste or e-scrap being exported from developing countries to... from developed countries to right. developing countries, right. and also the developing countries are generating, uh, in fact, now more of their own e-scrap than than mm. is being um, imported from from developed countries. Mm. And and there's a real void in helping to build the infrastructure and figuring out how to deal with those issues on the ground. There's a recognition that there's a problem. There's a desire to stop the exports, but what's missing is real on-the-ground work to make sure that the people in those situations are, are getting the information they need and the help they need to do things correctly. So Siri is going to be a, a, is, is really creating a bigger tent to help bring in some of the developing countries into the first world countries status and, and get the their recyclers up to the certifications that we all know and enjoy here in the United States. That's right. That's, That's awesome. Right. Hey, John, that is really, really a heck of a great mission. Well, talk a little bit about companies or organizations that aren't part of elect- the electronic recycling industry. What role do they have to play and how does Siri, how is Siri going to interrelate with the, uh, those kind of companies? Well, we've, we've developed a, a, what I think is a very interesting and promising program. We're calling it the R2 Leader Program. Okay. And what it is, is is an opportunity for corporations, organizations, governmental entities to join with us in sort of a, a partnership, if you will, um, to recognize that uh, responsible electronics recycling and sustainable electronics recycling is really a, a critical environmental issue. But beyond that, what we're asking of, of these R2 leaders is that they commit to doing some sort of project or funding some sort of project that will um, help to promote responsible recycling out there in the world somewhere. So we have uh, relationships of this sort. We have our two leaders such as DirecTV, uh, Microsoft, Sony, Keep America Beautiful, Goodwill, all of these companies and organizations 
Uh, and we've just started. We've just launched this program last week, so uh, it's growing rapidly as I speak. Uh, but all these companies are not only uh, taking care of their own electronic e-scrap and end-of-life equipment uh, properly and, and using certified recyclers, but they're also uh, agreeing uh, that this is an issue that deserves extra attention and taking on some sort of project, whether it's uh, mentoring a, a recycling company in China or uh, taking on additional collection activities here in the U.S. There are a number of different things that companies are, are doing as part of this program, and I think it's really going to be a great way of levering some, some additional focus and resources to this area of environmental protection. I think it's awesome. So let's, let's, uh, we have about three minutes left, John. Can you, you know, we'd love to talk about um, solutions that uh, our listeners can participate in. Can you share some of your greatest tips on how listeners can responsibly recycle their electronics that they no longer want? Well, I think the main thing, we all, not all of us, but many, many, many of us have old electronics, whether it's cell phones or older uh, portable computers or even desktops and certainly televisions in the attic or basement or closet. And, uh, you know, that, that's not the worst place in the world for them, actually. It's better probably to hang on to them than to send them to a recycler or some sort of entity that's not going to properly manage them. Right. But at this point, in the U.S. in particular, there are a number of companies that are certified. And that, as I said earlier, that means someone's gone out and actually audited their facilities as well as their downstream vendors, which is sort of a complicated word for uh, where some of the where all the materials go from the recycler. And at this point, I think anyone who has been sort of hoarding their old electronics can feel very comfortable taking them out to a certified recycler. Uh, and there are there's a list of certified R2 certified recyclers on our SARI website that people can access to find someone in their location or in their area. Uh, so that's certainly one thing people can do. Um, I can't help but put in a plug for SARI. It is a, a, a charitable entity, and people that want to give contributions, there's the ability to donate on the website. Uh, so that's another thing if you're interested in the sort of projects we're doing. But I would say the main thing is to let people know and uh, and to take advantage themselves of the opportunities that now are available for uh, responsible recycling with certified recyclers. And, John, the, 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 the importance of your great organization and the certification process is not only just to protect the environment, but it's also to protect our listeners' um, personal data. Is that not correct? That's absolutely right, and I appreciate your bringing that up. When we first developed the R2 standard or started to, it was a three-year process or about a year and a half, data security and data destruction hadn't even come onto the table. And at this point, it's recognized, at least in the U.S., as one of the huge issues. People are really anxious to make sure that their data is not doesn't end up in the wrong places or being used um, inappropriately or illegally. Uh, and the R2 standard, R2 2013, which is the current version, has a very strong data sanitization and destruction provision. So uh, that's one way to make sure that your data is is taken care of appropriately when you recycle your equipment. Well, thank you, John. And for our listeners out there, again, please go to John's new, series, new great website. It's www.sustainableelectronics.org. It's a beautiful website, and there's all the information you need right there to pick a certified recycler. 
Thank you, John, for being both an inspiring sustainability innovator and ambassador. You are truly living proof that green is good. <laughs>